<laughs> you guys never heard that before? Not that way. You, you, you said, said it the wrong reverse. way. You said if the boat's a knockin', come on, rockin'. Yeah. If the boat's a rockin', if don't you, come knockin'. If you hear that boat knocking, <laughs> go start rocking. <laughs> it's an invite to the, to oh, the fun okay. and games. <laughs> The fun it, it's games. not a it's not a way to get people away. It's an invite to the fun and games. Okay. Welcome everybody to the Mixed <laughs> Hixel Podcast, a podcast for liberty and justice for all. I am one of your hosts, Bill Conway, and I am joined today, as always, by Jose Totenchi. Hello. And Rob Trainee. Hello. Speaking of for liberty and justice for all, I think about it often. I think about uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> and how we had to, uh, oh, did Rob now, oh, actually both of you, both of you come from different cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, this is my hometown. This is not either of your hometown. So I don't know yeah. how your uh, elementary schools dealt with the issue, okay, of the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, did they did, did they make you guys all stand up in unison and all do the same motion? And, and like, and yeah. like all turn heads to, to the, the flag, flag. Yep. Yep. and like say it out loud? Mm-hmm. Yep. In or, early elementary school at least, yeah. yeah. Kind of creepy. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think about it because I like I see like you know imagery of like oh you know like like North Korea or the Nazis and like you know everyone like kind of doing the same motion or something mm-hmm. like they all look like robots. Yeah, it's a little. And weird. I think about man, the pledge was weird. Then <laughs> they had us like at, at, from like first to fourth grade like one random student like it didn't work alphabetically. It didn't work by some kind of law. It was just well, who we were gonna pick today, and they would pick a random student to go into the office where they would do the announcements, and they got to read the pledge for that day. Yeah. And like some kids were legit like, like yeah, but I'm just like we, we might have had that. Like, I don't no. remember it. Bro. Like who wants to do that? No, You're yeah. frightening me. We had announcements, but I don't remember. I think we had it. something like that, but I don't know how they got selected. It, it, it was like it was like, like someone like, definitely said it over the intercom because every class did at the same time. But I don't think it was a random student. It was strange. It was strange. It was like oh, nobody likes public speaking. Let's just <laughs> throw them over the intercom. Like I remember the day I had to do it. It was the worst. In in elementary school, whenever I had to read out loud because that was another big thing. Like oh, Bill, could you read the mm-hmm. section of of Barney? Like popcorn. whatever the hell we were reading. I don't know when we would ever read popcorn? Barney. What's popcorn? I forget. It was a special thing where it, where, where it got passed. <laughs> it was a special thing where it got passed to the next person that read. So you don't know, you know you guys know what that is. Do you ever no. do this thing? I don't remember what it is. Yeah. No, I think you like picks the next reader. Uh, okay. I don't remember. My voice. Someone always... someone listening to this probably had it. Yeah. So. If you've played popcorn, let us know. Um, <laughs> um, every time I'd have to read out loud in elementary school, my voice got like really like my voice wasn't my own anymore. It turned into something else. Like let's say I can't do my elementary school voice yeah. anymore because I'm a, I'm a man now. <laughs> But in the past, like when I was, I'm little Billy, like let's say I'm little Billy, like oh I got called on to read an excerpt from a story, and like like when I'm with my friends hanging out talking about Game Boy, it was always like like that's just for reference here, like what's up guys, my name's Bill, what's going on? <laughs> but then my reading voice when I'd have to read a book, it would be like, hey guys, uh, uh, the the scientists discovered a drill, and then I would stop reading, and let's say it instantly transitioned to me talking to my friends, and be like, "Hey guys, what's up?" My voice changed, and I hated it. So when I had to read the announcements over the goddamn intercom. I was like, "I pledge allegiance." To the and then my voice would get like kind of um spitty, and I have to clear my throat, and like it was the worst pledge of the of the whole year. That sucks. Yeah, but I was thinking, I was thinking, one of my favorite memories of elementary school ended up turning into horror. Uh, we got to bring Game Boys in in third grade. It was the best. It was the best. I don't know what those teachers thought they were unleashing. Yeah. Like, oh, in free time, we could bring Game Boys. And then it just led to every day, like, oh, can we play our Game Boys now? Mm-hmm. And 
games were getting stolen, kids would fight, like, oh, he's got the new Pokemon, and, and you know, all that <laughs> stuff. But there was a moment, man, and it made me so sad. It's affected my life. Ten... Third grade was what? How old was I? <laughs> I <didn't... laughs> How old was I in third grade? I don't know. Eight? Seven, eight? Sounds about right. 16 years later. Well, I'm going to be 25 soon. 17 years later. I still wonder what her name, what her full name was. I forget her full name. I lent, I lent a girl my copy of Super Mario Land 2 Six Golden Coins for the Game Boy. She was a cute girl named Jen. I don't know her last name. But I ruined my, I ruined my chances with her. I was in third grade, mind you. I, was a, I wasn't a ladies' man. I'm not a ladies' man today. <laughs> but I lent her the copy of this game, and I was getting sick of her having it for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting tired of it. So I went up and I gave her like a time limit initially. Like, oh, you can have it for a week. Like, you know, like, like Bill, what the fuck's wrong with you? Just give her the damn game. You beat it. You know, I would just replay the last level over So over she again. wasn't your friend. Did you tell her, oh, you could have it for a week? She wasn't really my friend friend, but like. Did you give her that voice? Uh, yeah, I wasn't reading the <laughs> the time limit. I was giving, so it was like, hey, you want to borrow my game for a week? Um, so I lent her this game and I gave her the time limit and, and time limit came. It was over. I was expecting her to give me the game back by the end of the day. And she did not. And so I'm sitting there, like, looking at my friend Ryan. I'm like, dude, she's not giving me the game back. What's going on? And, like, I could tell he was kind of looking at me like, dude, like, she's cute. Who cares? But in my head, I'm like, I want to fucking play Mario. It's my game. <laughs> it's, it, was, it was a cool game. I, it was unlike any Mario game I played. I never heard of Super Mario Land 2 Six Golden Coins until I owned that game. I never heard of that until right now. It's a good game. Um, but I would just speed run the last level over and over again because I had beaten the game and mm -hmm. I just loved doing that last level because I was an expert at it I was going I was going to games on quick with that so I walk up with her to her desk and I go Jen can I, can I and I did this stupid pantomime of the game cartridge I'll never forget this moment there's certain little there's pieces of, of Bill history that I don't forget the exact way it played out and she's like packing up her book bag she's really cute uh, I'm not, like, wishing I was dating a third grader in this current day. I know what that sounds like. Well, she was so cute. Like, back then. Like, in third grade when you were then, a third yeah. grader. I'm yeah. immersing myself in third grade life right now. As a third grader. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I walked up to her, and I do this. Now, people at home can't see me, but I make, like, a... Like, the Game Boy cartridges back then were perfectly square, for the most part. Mm. And I walk up, and I go, like, oh, Hey, Jen, do you, do you have my game? Like, and I did the stupid thing with my <laughs> index and thumb finger on both hands. Like, hey, uh, do you have my game? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. And that was the last time I've ever spoken to her. And she was, she kind of was kind of sad. I, 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 she probably was on the last level, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. Like, Bill. And third grade was the year right before I started playing RuneScape, which means it was the year right before I didn't have a gut. So, from, from fourth grade on, I started packing on the pounds. So, she gave you the game back. Yes. But you never talked to her again. No, because it was awkward exchange, and I felt evil. <laughs> then I, I don't know where she went after that grade, or that class. And I, try to fly, I, I try to remember her last name every day of my life. She's like, Do you have an old yearbook? Um, in elementary school, like, I don't, yeah, she wasn't there. And as far as I know, she wasn't there. The only reason I know is because she was Asian. And, like, I, I, an I didn't know any Asians in high school. There were none. Oh, okay. They didn't exist in Myers High School. They didn't. Uh, That's locating the podcast, by the way. We're in Wilkes-Barre. Um, just to get it out of the way. Just dox us. Kill us. Ah! Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... There were, like, three Asian people in my high school. That's cool you remember the number, though. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> 
That's great. <laughs> but I remember because I was in a math class with one, and he fucked up our grading curve. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a joke. It's real. He, like, aced everything, and everyone else was awful. Damn. <laughs> That's, that's why you got to, like, purposely do bath so you get put in the dumbass classes. Um, but I remember thinking about that. Like, it, it, it affected me emotionally outside of school. So I wanted to ask you guys, were there ever any, like, moments um, where gaming affected your life? Outside of the house. Like, oh, I brought Game Boys to school. Or, oh, I fought at the basketball court about RuneScape. These, these are real <laughs> things. But these are... <laughs> These are legitimate, real things that happened to me. I, I once had to fight a kid named Gabe because he got into my brother's RuneScape account and stole all of his gold pieces. I had to shove him. And then he came after my brother with a hammer. So I grabbed him by the Jesus back of the neck Christ. and started punching his temple really hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> because of RuneScape. We were friends with this kid. He, he crossed the fucking line by, yeah. by getting my brother's password somehow. Now, it's probably my brother's fault. Don't give out your password. Yeah. Jane, if you're listening, don't give it up. Maybe he fell for that. But though there were lots of like wars between neighborhood kids over RuneScape mm-hmm. and items and and yeah, it was violent. But you, you know, you don't steal gold. You know, it's just the way. I don't know. I didn't talk to someone for like a week over Madden, but I think that was my fault. <laughs> what the hell happened in the game? I don't even remember. I was just like, I got mad, and I don't know why. Like, I don't get mad at video games when I'm playing with friends normally, and I did. That's and it was I don't over remember. Madden. Yeah, I know. I can see. You know, I don't remember uh, specifically, but I didn't talk to him for a while. Damn. Well, did he try to initiate a conversation? Like, hey, Rob. No, no. It was, it was both And it was us. just instant. We were, just we were both just. Shut we just him out. It was like in the summer, so we just didn't see each other. Damn. Damn. It was a brutal game of Madden. Apparently. Friendships tested. Relationships singed. It, it got fixed, though. Girls getting away. Temples getting beaten up. Jose, do you have anything <laughs> crazy like that? <laughs> Jose's I had got two, old school arcade fights. I had two in mind. Um, both of them were not directly involving playing. But we, I mean, I guess kind yeah, of. Yeah, if it had to the do one, with the one games, I can remember of right now, the other one I had in mind literally just a few minutes ago until you mentioned the Madden thing, <laughs> and I just completely forgot about it. Um, I remember I had some friends over. I was probably about like twelve, or no, I was older than that. I don't remember. Anyways, we're, we were playing. I was playing Switch Metal Two, and a friend came over, and there was an argument that ensued. And I don't know what the argument was about, but I got really mad. And I told him to get out, and he wasn't getting out. And he's like, "What you gonna do about it?" So I went to the kitchen. I grabbed a knife. <laughs> And I, ch- and I charged at him. And I was like, get the fuck out of my house. And he's like, go ahead, do it. And I almost stabbed him. <laughs> eventually, when he saw me actually going in to lunge with the knife, so, uh, he, he ran down the stairs. So you potentially almost murdered him. <laughs> Committed homicide. Wild play to smell too. I think the best um, part is like that memory is in your head. I mean, I guess it would be in your head anyway because you almost murdered somebody. I'm sorry, Albert. But two, <laughs> but two, because Twisted Metal Two is such a cornerstone. Like it's such yeah. a piece of the story. Wow. So yeah, I never almost killed. Oh, there's anybody. another one. I don't, now I remember it. It was, uh, I think it was the third grade as well. Um, so it's a right year. I was I was at lunch with my friends and we were talking about um, the Street Fighter Two coming to the console. And um, this <laughs> this kid named Mustafa <laughs> was like, <laughs> my my uncle works for them. I'm like, oh yeah. He's like, yeah, he works for them. I played it. It's a really good game. And I'm like, yeah, I played it in the arcade too. But like, <laughs> what do you mean? He kept on lying and lying about how his uncle worked at Capcom <laughs> and he had an advanced copy of it and he wouldn't produce it. And so we got to like this massive argument 
um, several lunch times later. <laughs> and um, yeah, he just never he never produced That's... it. And then <clears throat> for some reason, he ended up like becoming the butt end of the joke after that. <laughs> That's his fault, though. Like, don't lie to your yeah. game Street Fighter yeah. 2 when you... I guess, like, it yet. was one of those eras where, like, like nowadays, no one could lie about anything like that. No. Like, I can, oh, yeah, but I, uh, I totally, I totally know Hideo Kojima. And it's like, like, no, you don't. I can <laughs> you look you at follow him on Twitter. I can you look don't at your him. Facebook. <laughs> I know you don't know Hideo Kojima. Like, like am, it, it's nowhere to hide your, your fibs nowadays. I do, I do remember another one. I remember uh, God of War back on the PS2, the first God of War. I uh, borrowed it from a friend of mine because I had never played it. I played through that game. And he wasn't, like, waiting for me to give it back to him or anything. He was like, whenever, because yeah. he had already played it. And my mom worked with some guy, and he had some PS2 games that he was just going to give to her, and one of them was God of War. I was like, well, I have that, but get it from him. I'll trade this in. Ooh. I was a little shit. Whoa! But I figured I'll trade this in, get a little money, and then just give my friend the other copy. Yeah, So oh I get some money out of this, God. you know what I mean? Oh, you're at the scheme. I was a little entrepreneur. Yes, yes. And so I went and traded it in, and my mom never got those games oh. from that guy. You just tell him. I should like, have expected her not to follow through. What with happened it. with the kid? It was it was like, it, I I like sort of awkwardly avoided him. He go Kratos on you. No, give you in half. <laughs> I, I like awkwardly avoided him for a while. Like even when I saw him, I didn't really talk to him because we were in like a group of friends that hung out pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah. And I just never told him I traded in. And t- I don't think I ever told him. I'm sorry, Zach. Okay, so I'm sorry I traded in God of War and never so gave I'm it back a, to you. I'm on a show with with somebody who <laughs> steals games and sells them <laughs> to the store. And with a guy who's stabbing people. <laughs> Frankly. Really, I think it all depends on what I got for trading God of War in. Although, I'm not totally innocent. But unfortunately, in... <clears throat> I don't remember. There are times when like, I would buy a game used from like Blockbuster and it wouldn't come with the manual. And let's say my friend owned the version of the game that had the manual. <laughs> if I ever slept at his house, I would like open the game up and take the book. <laughs> Did, didn't, you have someone steal... didn't you have someone steal your Oblivion app from you? <laughs> and put the manual in my box. Uh, that's like my dad also bought the Lord of the Rings movies from Blockbuster, and they whenever you buy a movie from Blockbuster, it would come in like their fucking their own branded case. Yeah. yeah. And the Lord of the Rings trilogy, with their original DVD releases, each case for the DVDs had their own color to them. Like Fellowship of the Ring had like a green case, mm-hmm. um, uh, Two Towers had a red case, and Return of the King was blue. And I really wanted those cases so goddamn bad. <laughs> and so my friend owned the original DVDs for it, and I slept over the one night, and I brought our Blockbuster copies in my backpack. <laughs> Uh, I brought my blockbuster copies in my backpack, and when he ran upstairs, I quick went to the DVD shelf and I swapped them out and put his in my backpack. And they never to this. I mean, who's gonna find out? Like the dad who bought him has no clue. Like the guy. Yeah. You know, um, oh, I, I almost. Go, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I forgot what I was gonna say. I almost got punched in the stomach over not lending somebody GTA San Andreas in eighth grade. I'll never forget this. He wanted to trade me his copy of The Punisher for PS2 for GTA. And like I was like, I'm not bringing this in. I'm just Every time he asked me, I'm like, oh, I'll bring it in next week. It was probably my fault for just not saying no. Yeah, but, a, little, a little bit. And then one really. day, one day, he finally brought in his copy of The Punisher. He was ready for the trade borrow. He was ready to initiate this, finally. And he put it in his little folder with his homework. And he, and he opens his folder and goes, hey, look, I got the game. And and I'm like, oh, I didn't bring it in. I'm 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 probably not going to. And he and he got really close. He channeled his inner punisher. He, he got really <laughs> he got really close and like kind of grabbed me by like that point like f- between your neck and shoulder. Or if you mm-hmm. grab really hard, it just hurts. And he grabbed me by it and he goes, listen, you motherfucker, you're gonna bring Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and I'm gonna punch you in the fucking stomach. And I'm just like. I'm not going to bring it in. <laughs> I never left in the game. And then I became best friends with him after that. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I remember my family used to rent, like, VHS from Blockbuster. And we had one of those things where you can transfer a VHS to a new one. Oh, man. 
You guys... So we just straight up stole movies. <laughs> Old age piracy, you know? <laughs> then again, we also like we also still own Pirates of the Caribbean on VHS from Blockbuster. It was just never returned. <laughs> One day that's gonna so come some, back. There was enough that we just paid them. My family doesn't get Redbox anymore because they never remember to return them. They just pay for full movies. <laughs> uh, there's so many. There's so many tales of the way video games have started. Either like f- neighborhood fights or ways that they leaked into school. Like I had in that same third grade, I had my Pokemon Gold stolen by a kid and then, that, and then it was stolen from him uh, and then, it, then it ended up at some other kid's house and finally my mom was just like alright fuck this I'm getting involved and she got the game back and it was some guy named Xavier I never met him in my life I have no idea what school he was part of but it was his safe file on my gold cartridge when I got it back and he had seven badges the dude had enough time to get seven <laughs> badges in the week that my game was stolen hardcore I guess or, or who was game's done quick guy I don't know you know <laughs> whatever the hell that started um, but the, yeah but the one that sticks out the most is that girl got away <laughs> Now we had no, we had no, we had no progress <laughs> towards dating in third grade. But I mean, like Billy, who just played your cards right? Maybe if you were dating that Jennifer girl, you know, after not rudely taking your Super Mario Land two six golden coins back, maybe you wouldn't have started playing RuneScape so heavily in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, and you wouldn't look the way you do now. <laughs> Time travel probably still would have gotten stuck in WoW though. So yeah, yeah, it's inevitable. Yeah, the hard gut's inevitable. My gut is hard. It's not even matter if you got punched in the stomach. It's, yeah. That's why, yeah, part, part why I wasn't afraid. You know what I mean? Uh, Bring it on. My stomach will eat that hand. <laughs> Nothing could stop my hard gut. Like, you know. It's like the blob from X. <laughs> it's one of those guts that's just like, it's solid gut, you know? It's not, uh. I do. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not gelatin. Solid gut. No. But solid anyway, Norman, solid but anyway, I figured that'd be a fun way to start out here. I, um, be, uh, as we were getting ready to to record this earlier today, uh, a game was leaked by Target. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the strangest ways to leak a game uh, is it went up for sale yeah, on Target, and it's still up for sale. It, and it, it, it wasn't like oh, they accidentally at least, at least a couple hours ago it was still yeah, up. For they sale. accidentally leaked oh a tweet or no, it's like straight up the game went on sale for pre order with a release yeah. date with a release date with a fucking deluxe edition with like a season pass like okay full cover art just everything like it leads me to believe the announcement had to be soon that somebody over there accidentally pushed this forward or they're just a really destructive guy working for Target's website (laughs) (laughs) who just really like just wants to watch the the video game industry burn or he has a vendetta against Warner Brothers games Uh, but that game is actually I mean probably yeah probably (laughs) Um, he hates the Batmobile and Arkham uh, Knight so bad that he wants to destroy WB maybe he just hates Warner Brothers in general so he figured this was the all the power he had. Yeah. Make this a good is, movie, this DC. Is all, this is all I could do. Um, but that game is the follow-up to Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor. Uh, and that game is entitled Middle-Earth Shadow of War. Uh, and the leaked release date for that is August 22nd. That's a good time to release a game. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right not be- too many games come out. There. Right before the fall. Yep. You know, like... <sighs> it's a good. It's definitely a good time spot for something that will get eaten up. Yeah, in, in the holidays. all yeah. the other titles. Yeah. Not that it isn't, not that it won't be a good it's not, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but it's just, it's it just. It can't release amongst some of the big exactly. ones. It's like the Titanfall exactly. 2 yep. situation. Exactly. exactly, yep. Exactly. It's a great time to release it. Same with like. Because I'll pick it up day one at it, that date. It used to be a, a great time to release a game in like January, but not anymore apparently because <laughs> everything releases in January, February now, mm-hmm. uh, according to this year. Um, like I remember, I remember January, February, March is stacked. I remember Dead or Dying Light uh, came out in January, the year it came yes. out. And like. Dead Island was never like a super, super popular game sales wise, but like 
Dying Light was a successor to that from the same devs, and it came out at a perfect time where no games were out. So That's why I bought it. Every news outlet and everything, all their eyes were on that. Okay, here's a big game that came out, and it ended up selling extremely well, getting great reviews. So, mm -hmm. yeah, August 22nd is a good time for this. Um, there is some information from the, the post. I'm going to read all of it um, because... Um, I, I, I've been looking forward to a, I've been looking forward to more games using the Nemesis system. Mm -hmm. Nobody else has. I don't think there's been time in the development cycle yet. That's true. That's true. But I think we could start seeing it soon. Nobody has copped this feature. Like it's, <clears throat> it was a really neat idea that they had that with further refinement, even past mm -hmm. Shadow of Mordor, like there's a lot of potential here. And, and from what I'm gathering from some of this information um, that I grabbed from the regular editions store listing page and the gold edition, because the gold edition store page has. Some more details, not just exclusive to the Gold Edition, but on certain systems. Yeah. Uh, so mm. I'm gonna read these off. These these sound pretty cool. I'm actually looking forward to this. So um, the pages say, "Go behind enemy lines to forge your army, conquer fortresses, and dominate Mordor from within. Experience how the award-winning Nemesis system creates unique personal stories with every enemy and follower, and confront the full power of the Dark Lord Sauron and his ring wraiths in the new epic story of Middle Earth." Um, so what I'm gathering from some of this, so this piece of information, <clears throat> experience an epic open world brought to life by the award-winning nemesis system, forge a new ring of power, conquer fortresses in massive battles, so I assume we're going to actually see like some Lord of the Rings scale battles that we didn't see in Shadow of Mordor. Conquering fortresses sounds good. Like, that'll be a whole yeah. thing, like go into a like, fortress and take it Shadow over. Shadow of Mordor yeah. was, was very, like, <clears throat> a, kind of an intimate affair where you're kind of fighting in, like fighting little bands or like one-on-one -on -one fights mm -hmm. with people more so than taking over massive structures or mm -hmm. with massive armies. But I think the combat can work for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then and dominate Mordor with your personal orc army. Yeah. Uh, and then they have these things called Nemesis expansions, which are going to be part of the Gold Edition. Mm -hmm. And I assume the Gold Edition is basically just buying a season pass. Yeah, uh, that's what and, they usually are. And these Nemesis expansions will presumably be sold uh, separately as long as these story, uh, as well as these story expansions. So the Nemesis expansions are going to be adding new orc tribes that will feature new enemies, followers, missions, abilities, weapons, new fortresses and wilderness updates what i like okay. about the whole nemesis i'm uh what's the word wary on that because their dlc shadow Mortar was a great game but their dlc was okay well that's and that's kind of what that their sounds story like. expansions weren't great um but these their story expansions and nemesis expansions now i assume okay yeah they I, might be totally separate things, i'm assuming yeah. what you're grabbing from these uh building an army through uh, infiltrating and recruiting orc tribes is what I'm assuming is going to happen in this video game. Because mm -hmm. you're building an orc army to dominate whatever you're doing. Taking over fortresses and castles and, and, mm -hmm. and whatever. And I assume you will eventually make friends within these orc tribes. So I assume those will just be new ones to conquer. Um, mm -hmm. Story expansions will include new campaigns, new playable characters, abilities, side missions, enemies, allies, and more. Okay. Um, so yeah. You guys excited for more? You, you played Middle Earth, right? Yeah. Shadow of Mordor? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm very uh, excited. I, I, I almost 100% of that game. I think I only need a couple more. I just never got around to it. That game was a big, like, surprise hit for me. It came out early in the gen, so, like... Yeah, it that was helped a, a lot. It was a, they seemed to know when they released iterations in this franchise, like, good times to do it. Because mm -hmm. um, I remember it came out, I was like, oh, Lord of the Rings game. Okay, that's yeah. that's interesting. I was like, I'll wait. I'll wait. And then I saw, I saw like, previews and reviews and, like, people playing it. I was like, okay. And then I just went and bought it, like, the first day it was out. Yeah. I think I, for some reason, did a midnight release for it. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it I was just though I would have. I, I think it was just I was, I was bored. Like, man, and I'm like because it was it was again it was, it was again it was a good release day. There was nothing. You else were with at me. The time. I was. You and I. Yeah. <laughs> He's not gonna remember this because it's uh, it, who the hell remembers that they went to the Shadow of Mordor midnight release. <laughs> but yeah, no, you came with me. I'm almost positive. It might have just been to join me instead of buying it too. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, I think I bought it on sale. Yeah, I think you definitely came with me. I remember. 
Um, but no, I'm yeah. excited because they obviously they're going to bring their current nemesis system back, but they're obviously they they're going they're to improve on it. it yeah. 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 What's exciting to me is I'm like seeing the the, the words follower mm-hmm. and um, follower and allies in here. What I think. Shadow of Mordor was lacking in were like other characters. And yeah, like, there was like three other characters. Yeah, like besides and, orcs and people like places that didn't feel like it was just everything's just fucking destroyed and there's orcs everywhere. Like, yeah, I understand. That's also another word that gets me excited in there. Ring wraiths. Yes, I think we can see good boss battles because that's the one thing it was missing out of was good boss battles. Like fighting orcs was always fun, but the actual like story boss the, battles were the, lame. Uh, for, apologize for I'm not going to go into detail, but the final encounter was one of the lamest. Yeah, it was bad. endings fights with a boss I've ever seen. It was mm-hmm. really bad, but it, it was literally you press two buttons. So I'm hoping like if you're fighting fight. ring wraiths, it's got you know I and I'm sure yeah. they took that that uh, criticism and they're going to work on it because everything else about that game was really fun. I am I am assuming it's going to be more of an open world with people and places to see on top of these orc fortresses and castles. Mm-hmm. I hope in, so. Instead of just ruined land and you were just rolling around just, just cycloning orc heads off the whole game. Like, I mean, you think uh, it'll go as far as side quests? Yes. Beyond, like, the just side things we had? I think so. I, I think, hope so. I think we'll see a bigger and better version of what they had. Uh, for, I'm excited for, for Shadow of Mordor. Absolutely. Um, cool. I forgot they were working on it because I knew yeah. they were working on a sequel. And I just totally forgot it was happening until today. They, they give their teams enough time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to refine what they did. And you can see the big jump from Arkham Asylum to Arkham City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Arkham Origins was a co- totally different team. It was basically an expansion for City. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that big jump to Arkham Knight. But they give, them, they, they give their teams plenty of time to, to work on stuff. So it, it should be a solid release. Yeah, it's been, like, it's been in development for, like, three years. Yeah, so. I was yeah. in my old apartment when yeah. it came out. So, yeah. That's, I'm excited for that. I think... I don't want to say it was the best way for the game to be announced, but maybe. Like, like every, whoa. Everyone's talking oh. about the leak right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, sorry, I burped. I don't know Obviously, we don't know how they meant to release it, so we can't I, say what's best. If I burp on microphone, I shouldn't call attention to it in case it isn't heard. But, <laughs> but... I mean, did GDC happen yet? GDC... Or is that coming up? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Do they do announcements at GDC, or is it mostly just is nerdy... Is the German one? Uh, Gamescom uh, game is the German conference. one. GDC is where, like, a bunch of game devs know, get yeah. together I don't know and, if like, they specifically do fillet each other. <laughs> Um, like, here's the how devs, the devs aren't the bad guys here. I know, but that's, that's what GDC is, though. Is I like, get yeah. together and hold panels and like. I think that's like May, April, something like that. What oh, okay. uh, GDC? Yeah, I think. I'm I know people were talking sure. about it. It's coming up soon. Uh, I've been seeing tweets about it. It's it's, it's happening soon. Yeah. but uh, but yeah. Uh, apparently, there's a there's a WB Batman game announcement happening on March 8th. Maybe they were planning on announcing this on March. the same day. Yes, I did um, hear about that. They have WB has an announcement. Yeah, so this might have been grouped in with that. So it just happened a week early. Uh, uh, GDC is the 27th to March 3rd. Cool. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know if they do announcements or not. Oh, so that's next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Damn, so that really sucks then. Because then that's just like, they, they just took everything away from them. Like, yeah, yeah fuck you. We know it's out. Yeah. That's that's kind of like it, it, they should punch that man in the gut. Leaks leaks are a bummer. Uh, yeah, from, like, from the because perspective once, of if, if I saw the release, I'd be just as surprised yeah. as oh whoa it's like here. when we saw I'd be like, when oh we saw man the, the Shadow of Mordor sequel. Yeah, so like when we saw the uh, the Spider Man announcement at E three, yeah. like no one saw that. Coming. Yeah, I stood up. No I stood up from it. the yeah, couch. We all, we all did. We were like, oh yeah. shit! It leak culture has taken away the excitement mm-hmm. of um of of uh, games of uh, places like. E3 and, yep. and like all the that big, stuff. Uh, like the big God of all War the, League. Yeah, like all the announcements, yeah. they get all the, the, the wind taken from their sail mm-hmm. by all these people who are like, yeah, I got the nudes. Yeah. And they <laughs> just post it up for everyone. 
Yeah. And um, like it's kind of cool to know all the shit, but at the same time, it's like at least wait to leak notes after they had leaked the announcement. Like, or I prefer, yeah, I prefer to see the announcement live, especially D three. I don't want to know anything about what games are going to be shown D three yeah. until I see them. Yeah, because that's a that's one of the biggest that's one of the biggest surprises about watching E three yeah. is new IPs. It's like knowing who fucking wins the football game before yeah. it happens. Like, 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 like if I had known Last of Us two was out before I watched PSX, yeah, it would have would not have been nearly as exciting. Like seeing people like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna DVR the football game. Don't tell me who wins. Like you're gonna sit there for three hours and like like watch a thing that you already know the outcome to. Like just look mm-hmm. up the score. Like yeah. because watching something live for the first time is always better like mm-hmm. like so it is it's like it's like knowing the outcome beforehand like yeah. I, I i sit down with you guys and watch e3 because it's exciting to to see these things unfold in real time like when mm-hmm. they announced shenmue 3 i threw my fucking phone across the room <laughs> and like screeched like I, I couldn't believe it you know and and like knowing that oh shenmue 3 is happening here's the kickstarter here's what's gonna do here's what i'm gonna do it's like okay well now when they you know drop the cherry blossoms and the shenmue music starts like I won't be as. I mean, I'll be. I'll be excited because it's actually fucking happening. But like, I wouldn't be as like like whoa, like holy yeah, crap, exactly. you know? Uh, mm-hmm. like, so, if, like like same thing with like The Last of Us Two week before they were like it's happening. I'm like, oh okay, I figured. Yeah. Cool. But seeing the reveal like that, I was like, oh yes. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, you always know they're making it. Yeah. But. But we didn't. You, know, you don't know still, when you're gonna see it. Exactly. And that's the anticipation. That's like builds. Like obviously we knew that Shadow Mordor was super like, successful. I don't right? want to know what Sucker Punch is making until E3. Uh, or, or at least until they plan. Apparently, to talk information about it. leaked about that. Um, <laughs> I gotta stay off gaff. And uh, <laughs> it, something codenamed Nomageddon is going to be a Western open world game. Apparently, that sounds uh, awesome. So I mean, I'm, I'm I kind of want to know. So I'm you excited know, to see what's going to be. Like, I want but, them to reveal it on their own time. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's something to look forward to. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another thing to look forward to. And I don't want to get too deep into talking about this because I didn't watch all of the coverage. I just kind of want to mostly comment on. Uh, the buzz around it, and and uh, that's Zelda. The pre, the mm-hmm. yesterday or two days ago. Two days ago. Two days ago was the um, the end of the embargo on the Previews. first five hours of the game. Yep. Yeah, the preview of the first five hours of the game, and people were allowed to make videos up to fifteen minutes, I believe. I think yeah, five five minutes uh, uninterrupted. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of just straight gameplay, and then yeah, fifteen they'd minutes have to cut. of clips. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, so the internet exploded with Zelda coverage. Mm-hmm. I've been um, watching a lot of it. <laughs> uh, the game looks pretty great. Have you, mm-hmm. Jose? Have you seen anything on the game or no. read anything on the game? Um, I didn't consume too much. Um, the review embargo is March second. Yep, right before release. Um, but the game looks phenomenal. Uh, if you're into that kind. of I mean, of all thing. the previews are really, really positive. Yeah. I mean, some of them going as far to say like best Zelda since Ocarina, though that has been said before. Yeah. I think it rings a little more true this time because this is a very like adventurous Zelda. Like, this is Zelda about exploring. It's a different kind of Zelda, yeah. Yes, Which, you know, the last one, Skyward Sword, was a very linear Zelda. What's exciting to me about watching the gameplay and what, like, has, like, me wanting to, like, maybe jump in earlier than I would have, uh, although I'm not going to. It's for <laughs> financial reasons. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, although, technically, I can. <laughs> but, no. Uh, I'll, I'll wait a little bit. Uh, is that the the open world gameplay kind of seems really, like, sandboxy in that, like, a lot of things interact to you opposed to you reacting to things that the game mm-hmm. is throwing at you. Like, like enemies will pick up trees out of the ground and swing them at you if they're large enough. They might yep, not I've always noticed, do that. But if they're like, near um, them, they will. You could set things on fire. The yep. water, that if, it, if water wets a rock, like, you'll slip on that rock. Mm-hmm. Cold weather affects your health. Um, like, they'll be, if you're uh, fighting a couple of Bokoblins... Uh, they got their regular clubs, but if they got a fire nearby, they'll set their club on fire yeah. and come after you. It, it, really neat details like that, where it's like, of course, that's going to do that. It's a Nintendo game, and mm-hmm. it's their first shot in an open world. Then, like, like, of course, 
the, the game's going to be innovative in sections. Like, I don't know why I didn't expect it to be otherwise. Like, you know, it's easy to sit there and be like, oh, it's Nintendo's first shot in an open world. Let's see who they copy. But it's like, yeah, there's lots of inspiration. There are things in there that are resembling of Ubi Towers. There's these things you climb. Mm-hmm. I forget what they're called, but you climb on top mm-hmm. and it reveals some things. Probably Sheikah Tower. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know if they reveal things specifically. I don't know if they're um, just vantage points to look for other things. Yeah. Because like, you can yeah. see shrines from up there um, or if you actually. So it kind of works in a way like, like that, but also way more interactive yeah. than that. Um, From what I've seen, I, I've kind of avoided those because they seem sort of spoiler territory. The one notable thing that came out of it is Edge. I guess they're allowed to break the review embargo because they're a magazine. <laughs> um, like that episode will be printed and released at the time of the embargo, but if you're a digital subscriber, you can get the magazine. Okay. So their review went up. Oh, I didn't um, hear about that. And they, they gave it a 10. And oh. The reason that's notable is because they have only given a 10 to like 13 other games in the history of their I publication. I did hear about that. You're right. Um, and I have a list of their of their 10s, mm-hmm. games that they get. There's some interesting ones on here. What? So, the one's odd. I didn't expect it to ever be on a list like this, but not not for like, oh, the game's bad, but because like, like oh, that's weird. Two of them actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the the list of games that Edge has given a 10 out of 10 to kind of reference like, okay, you know, it, it might be a big deal, but they gave it a 10. Yeah. Because uh, they're usually pretty harsh. Uh, one of those games, one of those games uh, is Bloodborne. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, so that list is Mario 64, the first Gran Turismo, Ocarina of Time, Halo 1, Half-Life 2, Halo 3, The Orange Box, uh, Mario Galaxy, Grand Theft Auto 4, Little Big Planet, the first one, mm-hmm. uh, Bayonetta, Mario Galaxy 2, Rock Band 3. That's why I'm like, that's interesting. I get that. I guess it's like, it's, at, I at mean, the time, it really it was the is one of the, rock it's band. one of the greatest yeah. party games ever yeah. made. It's, it's hands down the <clears throat> ultimate refinement. Yeah, it's probably mm-hmm. the, the best uh, rhythm game ever made, I would, I would argue, and fight. With a knife mm-hmm. with. Because I would fight with whatever you, you think yeah. about the set list. Everything else about Rock Band Three is better. All the yeah. yeah, all the all the advancements that they made in it, and not just like the the instrument controllers, but the way it plays, the options that you have. Was that the one where they introduced RBN? Yes. Cool. They just they advanced it so much where it was just a solid yeah. solid um, rhythm game. Harmonix's magnum opus. Uh, Skyward Sword, uh, Last of Us, Grand Theft Auto Five, Bayonetta Two, and uh... Bloodborne. Um, Skyward Sword's an interesting one. Well, it's a contentious Zelda game. A lot, a lot of fighting. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of back and forth on that. But, um, but I've heard it says some of the best like boss fights in the whole but series. But yeah, so Breath of the Wild joins that list of games, um, which sets the it's tone. Pretty, I think most people can agree that almost every game on there is is worthy. Pretty great. Like, no one's going to agree that they're all worthy, but most of them. And they, they, they actually, they retroactively... Uh, gave some games 10s, like Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about uh, that. That's a shorter list, but they did yeah. do that with some games. Um, that's exciting. It's exciting. I, I'm excited for... Because you're buying a Switch. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for my cousin. I'm excited for my friends on the internet who are all buying this thing. Because, I mean, we've all been critical of the way that they handle the announcement of the Switch. We've all been critical of the launch lineup. We've been we've made fun mm-hmm. of it. We've made fun of the presentation. We've made fun of the system. We've made fun of stupid little things about it. But, but we've never not said that the Switch is cool and that we're excited for it. But it's exciting that the Switch is getting possibly one of the greatest games of all time at launch mm-hmm. to just straight up vindicate buying it at launch if mm-hmm. you choose to do so. Whereas when I got um, my PS4, all I really wanted to play was yeah. Black Flag. And, and the, yeah, the fact that the fact that it's happening kind of like mm-hmm. goes like, oh, okay. Like so, even even so, imagine if the PS4 launched with Uncharted 4. Be crazy. It's, that's basically what's happening. Yeah. No. That's basically that's basically it. Or Bloodborne. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Bloodborne. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that's exciting. Um, I mean, exciting there's, there's actually a couple other games on release that I'm interested in. Snipper Clippers looks cool, and there's a demo on release. The launch lineup's awesome. not terrible. Shovel Knight. Like, there's more games on launch than I had on my PS4, at least that I wanted to play. It could yeah. be better, sure, but I'm happy with it. Um, have we talked about the PS4? Uh, have I read the list of the PS4 launch games? I don't think so. Because it's pretty good. Is it? Uh, yeah. It's probably better than I'm remembering, I'm sure. Black Flag, Battlefield 4. Black Flag, Battlefield 4. Uh, Shadowfall. uh, Call of Duty came out on launch. Shadowfall was there. Um, Rezogun, Mm -hmm. Knack. There's a pretty decent amount of, like, variety. All the sports games had their initial games. But, yeah, no, but, but, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, Mm -hmm. what do you expect out of a launch lineup? Um, Exactly. Like, when I buy a console on launch, I don't buy it because I think it's going to have a great launch lineup, I buy it as an early adopter because yeah. I want to have it when all the other games come and out. And it helps that the Switch is apparently apparently it has one of the greatest games of all time uh, launching on it. But yeah, that's exciting. We'll, we'll get to hear about Zelda from you mm-hmm. um, next time we record because by the next time we record, yep. you will have the Switch. And uh, look how I will put a... I'll do a, like a Facebook Live unboxing probably on the Mixed Picture sure. page for the Switch. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah, we'll have some, I'll, I'll get some hands on the Switch next weekend as well. Um, so, yeah, right. Uh, so we'll, uh, after, uh, after we record our first Switch session. Yeah. But you'll so, get some hands so, on after so, that. So um, we will have... Uh, well, I'll, I'll be playing well, the Switch yeah, I mean, on Saturday. Probably. We record on Sundays. I'll, re- I'll be playing the Switch at Vinny's on Saturday. Oh, you're right. That is mm-hmm. this weekend. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have some Switch, we'll have some switch time. But anyway... That's 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 all the news. There's more news, but that's all I want to get into because I want to introduce the uh, first edition of our new segment on the Mixed Pixel Podcast, and that segment is called Champion Quest: The Favored Ones. <laughs> now, what this is going now? What, <laughs> I'm grabbing my hands together, baby. Oh. Now, what this is going to be? I'm gonna have to create a logo for this. Uh, going forward is kind of our method of assembling. Like every outlet kind of has like. This is IGN's top 100 games of all time list. Right. Now, I, I'm not saying our list is going to be a top 100, and it isn't necessarily like, oh, these are the greatest games of all time. It's, it's mostly like us three coming together because we all have different tastes in games mm-hmm. and, and uh, co- trying to compile a list that we would list as the mixed pixel favorite, definitive, so great, kind of best games of all Royal time Rumble. list. Kind of. <laughs> uh, and the way that I chose to assemble this list. Because not everything we bring every week is going to eventually make it on the final list. It's mm-hmm. going to be an ongoing process where weaker games get weeded out in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And the way that Champion Quest, the favored ones, is going to go is sometimes there will be dice rolls, sometimes there will be tears, sometimes there will be great battles. Um, so, yeah, so I've asked you both to bring I'm going to, even though I'm technically running this segment in this game, I'm obviously going to be bringing games to the table as well, mm-hmm. um, even though I can kind of like cheat. Um, and, and contr- make my enti- make the entire mixed pixel list all Bill games if I really wanted to. Um, but without further ado, now t- today's version of the segment, no- nothing. There's going to be nothing crazy in terms of rules or like dice rolls or mm-hmm. anything weird happening today. This is this is um, just the prologue, uh, setting the tone where the three games that we talk about today are safe uh, at, at the end of today's episode. So chapter one. Of Champion Quest, the favorite ones. <laughs> Chapter one is entitled "The River of Razors." <laughs> I'm going to read you uh, the the setup here. Okay. Chapter one, the River of Razors. The beginning of our tale brings us to the small village of Nostalia, a fishing village located along the infamous River of Razors. Though Nostalia is typically quiet. On this given day, ranking officials and respected members of the community are in an uproar as they have been greeted by one known only as the Captain. 
The captain's reputation is that of legend, an adventurer who conquers river, mountain, and sea, but not alone. The captain enlists the aid of the strongest video games of all time, and without them he would be but a distant memory. On this day he docks his ship at Nostalgia's fishing port, hoping to recruit three of the village's best video games to join him on a journey down the treacherous River of Razors. For what purpose is yet to be discovered, but where the captain goes, glory is not far behind. So! You say Reagan Someone's been officials? playing a bit too much D&D. &D. Um, <laughs> it's uh, ranking over. officials. It's oh, not okay. like I said Ronald Reagan officials? Yeah, like, you said, like you said Reagan officials. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the uh, Reagan, uh, the, the, uh, the office of Ronald Reagan is part of this. The, the, it's canon. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that is just the setup for today. So, the captain has shown up at the village of Nostalia. Uh, he wants to know who's going to join him on his boat down the river. And, uh, yeah. The ones who join him will be each of the games that we present today. Right. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Bioshock. Cool. First Bioshock. Cool. I've never played the entirety of Bioshock. I know you're looking at me like that. I'll never forget the initial announcement of Bioshock. Vinny, my cousin, and I, we felt very hipsterish about Bioshock. <laughs> we saw the announcement, and we were like, we're the only ones who are going to buy this game. <laughs> Came out, it was critically acclaimed, and I looked at Vinny, I'm like, we knew it first. <laughs> <laughs> but no, why Bioshock, Rob? Why Bioshock? Bioshock is one of my favorite games of all time. It's in my top ten. I mean, I really loved Infinite, but Bioshock 1's still better to me. It's got, like, these horror aspects to it. It's got a great, just, theme, like, underwater city. Mm -hmm. Just, the art deco is amazing. The characters are amazing. The story is amazing, you know? Infinite is very good with the story too but it's just something about the first bioshock just really calls to me the big daddies the lore the little sis just everything about that game the weapons are fun you know the, the one thing infinite gets right is the dual wielding like gun mm, in one hand yeah, switching between it but it, yeah. but it still works for the first game and it's just the first time i played that it was just an experience it's it's a game i want to get back to but i know the twist is it still worth it, Rob? As I think a, it's as, still worth it because it's as, still a great game, and you, you should be able to say that you've beaten it. I I've been spoiled on the twist for Bioshock One and the twist for Bioshock Infinite. The twist in Infinite is the worst one to be spoiled for. <sighs> yeah, that's a big one. Reddit comment, top voted one. <clears throat> Why? Why was that top voted? You should still do it though. You should still play both of them because they're still. Stuff I'm still that interested. You don't know, in, I'm still know? interested in engrossing myself. And in they're the still great characters. Yeah. You know, and great moments in the story that you probably haven't heard about. I yeah for sure. There, there's I I only know like surface level spoilers. But yeah, the game's uh, got such an atmosphere, and considering the whole game's underwater, surface level spoilers aren't too bad. <laughs> Boom! Oh, get off my show! <laughs> 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 but no, that's cool. No, that's, that's I like that pick. Is there anything else you want to say about Bioshock before we move on to? Um, uh, not specifically. No, it's just it's just the atmosphere is what really makes the game cool. great. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget the first time I played it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I haven't beaten Same. it, exactly. but I remember playing it when it came out. And, like, they, the Bioshock games do a really good... I, I started Infinite as well. I haven't beaten that um, as, as with many games. But the reason I haven't beaten Infinite is because I was going back and playing it on an old console, and I just mm -hmm. kind of don't want to keep dragging that out. I um, I'd rather just get the collection and jump mm -hmm. back into it. But they do a really good job at introducing you right into their worlds. Like, your first mm -hmm. trip descent down into Rapture... You'll never forget it, like yep. swimming off that boat and, and going down there and being introduced to the city and Andrew Ryan and how everything mm -hmm. is. I, I also, I got to admit, I went to that game pretty blind on what the game was. Mm -hmm. So you start this game, you're in a plane, and suddenly yeah. your plane crashes, and you're in here, and you're in a bathosphere, and something's I, trying I, to kill you, and it's like, oh, fuck. Infinite. Now you've got powers, like it, shoot it, lightning. Infinite's introduction is amazing yes. as well. The, mm -hmm. the, the way you enter, what the hell's the name of the 
the place Columbia. in Colombia. Columbia. Yeah. Um, that is, is super <clears throat> impressive. So yeah, the story of that one's good. The story of that one's confusing though. Yeah. You know, so I, had, I had to look some stuff fucking up. Fucking amazing. To really get Did you it, play it Infinite? Really good. I played it. I beat it. It was great. Big mm-hmm. Infinite baby. Big Infinite it's boy. It's really good. But it's cool. I like that pick. So Bioshock is is joining the the um, boat trip down the river of Razors. Mm-hmm. Jose, who who is jumping on this boat? It only s- makes sense to me that they would be on this boat in this adventure, and I'm gonna take it back a few decades. I'm going to go with Sunset Riders. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I have no idea what this game is, so I'm really happy you picked Sunset, Sunset Riders. Riders. What platform is Sunset Riders on? Sunset Riders is arcade and Super Nintendo. Awesome. And Sega Genesis. Cool. Okay, explain um, to me what Sunset Riders is. It's, it's around the time where four-player um, arcade games were the big deal. Uh, mostly beat-em-ups. This played a similar route, but it was all like a shooter. Oh, cool. Um, and it took place in a Western setting. Oh, I'm in. You had uh, you had your four your <laughs> their names are super plain. Mind you, Konami made this game. Um, you had your four cowboys that you could choose from. You had uh, Steve, Steve, <laughs> greatest character of all time, Steve, Billy, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> We're in this game. <laughs> and Jose, the one. No, I wish. The one, I'm assuming he was Mexican. It is a Western. He had a poncho on and a sombrero. Of course, and he was yes. kind of darker skin. We had a name that was totally made up. His name was Cormango. <laughs> so Steve, Billy, Bob, and Cormango. We got to play this game. We're yes. all in it. We have to find Spirit it had, or it Sunset had, Riders. It had a, a very memorable soundtrack. Um, very. It's a simple gameplay. Um, just dodge bullets and shoot bad guys. Yeah, awesome. Um, but it was very funny. Uh, the characters were really, they're very cartoony. Um, the two characters, I think it was Steve and Billy, just had six shooters, and then you can pick up the power up so you can have two, which they shoot like this for some reason. <laughs> so one, one straightforward and one at like a 45 degree angle. And then um, Carmango and Bob had shotguns. So they had this bullet spread. Ah, um, I like the sound of Cormongo. And uh, it was just pretty, it was it was really entertaining. You would go into like certain parts, there were like little saloons you can go in and you'll get like bonus points when you come out. You'll, they'll slam back some whiskey or whatever and then they get bonus points. <laughs> um, the bosses really made the game because they were just outrageous. Um, the first one, I can't remember his name, but um, he was just like this greedy bank robber. I don't remember his name or anything like that. But when you kill him at the end of the round, which they start flashing red when they're about to die, and it looks funny, he just he goes down he goes down makes this weird noise because it's Super Nintendo, and he, <gasps> and, he and he says bury me with my money. Then you celebrate, you get your points, you move on to the next one. Um, they were all they were all great characters. There was um there there was a. Uh, there was like an in, like an Indian chief who was one of the bosses. His name was Chief Wigwam. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is the greatest game of all time. This is never leaving the boat. There was, <laughs> this, is, this is a group stream. We need there to play this game. There was there was one level that had two bosses, technically three. Whereas like the one was a guy on a horseback, and you had to be on like the balcony to shoot him essentially because the horse had armor. Um, then you go inside and you fight these two brothers. <laughs> the one's like, we're going to blow you away. The other one's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really, I'm telling you, the game was memorable. I played the living shit out of it. I still have it for my Super Nintendo. Um, the final boss was like this very flamboyant guy named Richard Rose who had a white suit and a rose on his on his, on his like jacket pocket. I love it. And he had a very just flamboyant pose. 
and you had to kill him twice because the first time he reveals they had a steel plate under his shirt. <laughs> And he just laughs, like, ha, 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 and it drops, and you fight him again. But it was a really, really so literally, fun... literally a Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a really fun game, and to that this day, really I would awesome. still play it. Um, it's very simple mechanics, um, obviously, Super Nintendo days. I mean, <laughs> the buttons were, you had three buttons, I think, or two buttons on the arcade. You know, shoot, jump, and I think slide was a separate button, I don't remember. Um... But no, that's one of that's probably one of my all time favorite games. And I found it. I remember use at Kmart because Kmart had used games at one point for eleven bucks, nice. and I got super excited because I didn't know it existed for the Super Nintendo. Fuck Picked it up yeah. immediately. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Sunset I, Riders. I like that pick. By Konami. I like that pick. I'm definitely when we're done here. I'm definitely looking up gameplay of Sunset mm-hmm. Riders. I want to see this. And game it had very, very, very memorable sixteen bit music. Some good tunes. Yeah, nice. They actually released it on vinyl fairly recently. Oh. It was limited run. I, I want to get that. Get that I, on the wall. I, I've been thinking about it. Man. Like, I've been wanting to go back and like playing a lot of old games. Um, like just games that I either have missed or like just games that I remember fondly and like getting back into them. I was thinking about going downtown to the video game store mm-hmm. um, and like trying to pick up some old consoles. Like if they have N64s for cheaper or like I have like a range I would go into. They'll I have I, a I, relative. I wouldn't spend more than $50 on a I think Yeah, console, I think they yeah. do. For but I, I, I wanted to really go back and, and check it out. So I'm never going to watch some gameplay. Well, you're never going to get the NES Mini, so um, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, honestly, like I in my head, like I would buy one if I could find one. I don't know if uh, I buy an NES Mini. I'd definitely buy an SNES Mini. SNES was where I started. Yeah. I, so never, I, could, I could just pick up one of those like ones that has everything. Yeah, like those like, those, I, like I forget illegal ones. Called. The the well, they're not, they're like the illegal. retro something it's called. Oh yeah. wait, the the one that has the cartridge slots. Yeah. Or oh, the ones that just like combine it's a, yeah, yeah. a third party thing where you can gotcha, put everything gotcha. into it. I'll okay. probably just get one of those. I thought you meant like one of those like illegal all in ones that just have like all the NES games on a little box. Oh no no. That you plug into your TV. I could just make a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. I don't know how to a do real that. Raspberry Pi? No, I don't do know that? how to do that. Okay. <laughs> I was say, if you know how to do that, Rob, why are you holding back that information? <laughs> like, you're a technical wizard over here. You're not telling anybody. Instead, you're telling us how you steal games and sell them. You know? <laughs> Present the real Rob to us, and that's the Raspberry Pi whiz. Uh, I wish I had some Raspberry Pi. Uh, some real pi- pie. I like some food pie. Yeah, um, I'm starving. Yeah. Love some pie. But anyway, uh, the game that I'm going to uh, throw onto the boat for, for this journey is, I believe I've talked about it not so much on this show, I think, but around you guys, I'm almost positive, and that is... Uh, Shadow of Destiny for the mm-hmm. PlayStation 2. I believe I've encouraged both of you at some point to play this game. Yes. In my top five games of all time. Uh, Shadow of Destiny, or Shadow of Memories, as it is known in Europe and Japan, uh, is an old PS2 game by Konami. Konami's representing this list right now. Uh, Konami also made Bioshock. Uh, <laughs> if, if, uh, if you guys didn't know. Uh, in Shadow of Destiny, you play as a guy named Ike Kush. And it's the dumbest name ever. Uh, what the hell is that name? Ike, Ike Kush. <laughs> and you are enjoying a cup of tea at a at a diner. The game takes place in like a really weird European setting, like like in like an old town, kind of like Jim Thorpey looking. You place. hear that? Europe is weird. Yeah, you guys are weird over there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you're enjoying a cup of tea, and you like you finish up, and you get ready to leave, and you're walking down the street, and you are stabbed in the back and killed. And after your death, you you wake up in like like a purgatory type state, and you're greeted by a character named Homunculus, and she tells you that you are destined to die. Because initially you wake up and you're like, like the voice acting's really bad. Like, where am I? Who are you? And, I, and like she's like, Ike, Ike. It's like it's echoing in there, and in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, purgatory is really empty. Um, uh, just souls. 
Uh, and they take up no physical space because they're souls. My soul takes up physical space because I'm fat. But uh, <laughs> solid gut. Anyway, <laughs> solid gut. I got a solid gut soul. Um, <laughs> and she tells you that even though you're destined to die, she's going to give you a chance to go back and, and change your fate and try to figure out why you were killed. So she sends you back to about an hour and a half or two hours before your death. And then it's up to you to prevent that from happening. You are going to die at 3 p.m. today no matter what. It might not be. It's not always going to have to be in the same alleyway. It's not just going to be. You have to figure out how to stop yourself from being murdered by whoever this is at 3 p.m. And like, for example, the, the, the first death you prevent, your goal is to try to get a crowd in the streets. Like try to get people around so that the killer is discouraged from murdering you. Uh, because there will be witnesses. So your goal is to... Now, I'm going to spoil an aspect of the game because it's one of the reasons I love the game so much that the story is really mind... It involves time travel and it involves like timelines and, and time loops and all this weird shit that I love so much fiction. And I'm going to spoil an aspect of it because it's really cool. Um, so your goal is to tell people that at Town Square at 3 p.m. is going to be a street performer. And you try to run around and tell people at the diner, tell people at the stores, like, oh, I heard it's going to be a street performer at 3 p.m. If you, if you don't mind checking it out. And hope to God that people show up to deter the guy from killing you. Because that's where you're going to be hanging out. If nobody's there, this guy's going to kill you. Uh, so you get everybody gathered there. And somehow, miraculous, miraculously, a juggler shows up somehow. You don't know, you don't know how. You don't know, you know, it's, oh, nice. I, nice. That worked out really well. People are watching a juggler. The juggler is wearing like a white gown. He has a mask and he's juggling these balls. He's juggling some balls. Um, <laughs> and you escape your death that time. And some time progresses and you you die again. And you are taken right back to purgatory. And she's like, oh, well, look at that. Like, it turns out you are de you're definitely destined to die. You Preventing one death was not enough. Time wants you dead and you have to figure out why. And every time you prevent a death, you have to go to the fortune teller. And whoever, I'm not going to spoil all the details of this game, who this fortune teller is, but the fortune teller tells you every day what time you're going to die, and you have to try to prevent it before that. But that's what's really cool about the storyline and, and the way everything works. It turns out the, like, you end up having to go back to the 1800s. The origin of your death like, transcends like, de like, like, wow. like decades and centuries, and the reasons for that you will find out as you play. But there's a moment in the game that's so cool. You go back to like, the 1940s. And you meet this old guy and his daughter, and you want to um, entertain her. And one way you know how to do that is uh, the father teaches you how to juggle. And he dresses you up in this white gown and this mask, and you juggle for the daughter. And you end up traveling back through time while still dressed like that. And uh, people are looking at you funny, and you still have the ball, so you decide to juggle at Times Square. And when you get that first death that you prevent... The person who's juggling is you, you from a different... The game's amazing. Oh, that's this game, cool. This that's game's awesome. amazing. The storyline is full of stuff that's like really that. There's cool. like eight different endings. The game is it's one of my favorite games of all time. It's so under like overlooked. I wouldn't say underrated because it got the reviews are fine. It's overlooked. Um, I pray every day, but they release it on PS2 and PS4 Classics. Or PS2 Classics on PS4. Every day, I hope. I own the disc on PS2. So if you, if you guys have a, a way to play it, I would lend it to you. I highly recommend everybody plays in the game. The game is so fucking good. Uh, there's also a PSP release that is on the Japanese PlayStation Store that you can buy on your Vita. If you have a Japanese account, that version of the game has English subtitles as well. For anybody out there who's crafty and wants to get a Japanese PSN account, they can download it on their Vita and play it. But, uh, yeah! So that's our, that's our three games that are, that are about to embark 
on the captain's ship down the river, uh, the, ri- the, river, the river of razors. We have Bioshock, Sunset Riders, and Shadow of Destiny. What a motley crew. Uh, these three board the captain's ship onward down the river towards uncertain fate. The battle Very of good. the Reagan officials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this could this story could include time travel, just like Shadow of Destiny, and we might this this group of games on this boat might be the ones that expose Watergate. Um, but anyway, it's the wrong one. Which one's Reagan? That's Nixon. Freaking <laughs> <laughs> Dick Nixon. Reagan didn't Reagan didn't get impeached, did he? No. Nope. Nixon did. Yes. <laughs> Bloodborne. <laughs> um, this has been the Mixed Pixel Podcast. I'm just going to nix it right there. Uh, the Mixed Pixel Podcast. This is the... <laughs> I am not a podcast. Um, that, is, that is my Richard Nixon uh, impersonation. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, let hit us up on Twitter at a Mixed Pixel. Let us know what three games you would take on a journey with you. Um, you can find me individually. I am Bill uh, on Twitter. In, in case you don't know who's talking, you can find me on Twitter at Pepper Ham. Rob, where you at on Twitter? At my team's friend? third sniper. Jose. I am at Look at My Head. And Look at His Head indeed. You can find us on Facebook.com slash a mixed pixel. Look us up on YouTube as well. If you are new to the show, we have 10 video episodes for you to check out. More video content to come. We hope you've had a great time. And as always, oh, shit, I don't have a sign off. <laughs> as always, That's our sign off. as always, keep on pixeling, baby. Keep on pixeling. <laughs> we love big babies. We're gonna need a better. We sign love off. big yeah. babies. We have big babies. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>